right. Hello and welcome to Try This Tomorrow, a podcast looking for easy to implement strategies to enhance learning. My name is Bethany Petty. I'm the author of Illuminate Technology Enhanced Learning, the blogger at Teaching with Technology, and a high school social studies teacher. Uh, today, we are on episode two of Talks with Teachers, and uh, I am talking with Trevor McKenzie today. And Trevor is an award-winning English teacher at Oak Bay High School in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Um, he believes that it is a magical time to be an educator. By increasing student agency over learning, weaving in strong pedagogy, transformative tech use, and sharing learning to a public audience, Trevor's learners are ready to take on important roles in the 21st century. Trevor is also the author of Dive Into Inquiry, Amplify Learning and Empower Student Voice, as well as Inquiry Mindset, Nurturing the Dreams, Wonders, and Curiosities of Our Youngest Learners, which he co-authored with Rebecca Baffers Hunt. And they are both published by Elevate Books EDU. And Trevor, I'm so excited to talk to you. So what can you tell us about Inquiry? Well, first of all, Bethany, thanks so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm truly thrilled to be here. Uh, we've known each other for a while and to be able to connect and talk teaching is just so awesome. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, if, if I were to give some background or basics to inquiry, um, you know, I think there are some inquiry myths or misnomers, if you will, some misunderstandings that I think I encounter a lot when I go visit schools and teachers and supporting them in adopting inquiry as their own. And I think one of the myths is that inquiry is done off the side of your desk. Like it's a project or it's done on a Friday afternoon. Whereas inquiry really is a big shift in how we teach and how we facilitate learning with our students. So inquiry isn't just project-based learning, isn't, isn't just genius hour. It truly is how do we facilitate learning and empower our students to explore questions that they're interested in, that they're curious about, that are aligned with our curricula and our learning objectives. So if you were to visit my class, for example, I'm doing this podcast with you this afternoon from my classroom. You would see me really facilitating learning, walking through the room, lifting up discussion and conversation throughout the days with my students. Uh, at times, you would see me at the front of the class where I'm speaking and I'm lecturing. But at times, you would see me in learning, facilitating learning with my students. So that's a pretty broad description of what it <laughs> looks like in my classroom. But it definitely does look like teaching out of the textbook from the front of the class hour by hour, day by day. Right. Awesome. So, and I'm really glad that you brought up the, those common misconceptions of what inquiry is in the classroom, because like when I first heard about inquiry, when I actually first picked up your book, I was like, okay, so is this genius hour? Is this 20 time? Is this project-based learning? You know, what is it? So I real, I'm really glad that you mentioned um, that common misconception. So um, I am a high school social studies teacher, and I know that a lot of my listeners are as well. So what is something that uh, a high school social studies teacher could use tomorrow, if tomorrow weren't Saturday, um, in, in the classroom to kind of get started with inquiry? What kind of tips could you give us? Yeah, that's a great question. I think probably the greatest shift we can all make in adopting inquiry as our, as our own is is to begin learning with a question. And whether it's your question or the student's question, when we craft kind of that big open-ended essential question that's tied to a concept or a topic in our curriculum, and rather than starting with a text or a video or a textbook, if you will, when we start with a question, that invites all of our learners into the learning. Uh, it gives them all a safe entry point where we can access prior knowledge 
And when that essential question is crafted in kind of that big, open-ended, enticing, juicy way, we create and we spark engagement. So, you know, I challenge teachers to craft their units of study, their lesson and unit design with essential questions as the start point. And then, you know, in my class, if you were to see my room right now, you would see my essential question for our current learning at the front of my room. And it's something that I refer to often. You know, we can point to it. We could talk about how what we're currently doing is building our understanding of that question or what we're reading or what we're discussing. We could always refer to that big essential question. And, and, and again, a, a, myth, a myth of inquiry is that it's student led all the time. And it's like <laughs> a hot mess express, like students up to their own devices. And, and it's really not, you know, the most powerful inquiry teachers I've worked with are really intentional in the lessons they create the experiences they facilitate, and it all begins with that question. So, you know, if you were to see my classroom 15 years ago, <laughs> I would have started with a text. I would have started with a story as an English teacher or a novel or perhaps a video. But now I start with that question, and it's the safest entry point uh, into learning. And then it's also really authentic. Like, you know, we want our students to be answering ungoogleable questions, right? Yes. Those questions that yes. you just can't easily find with a quick and, and easy Google search. We want them to grapple with problems and stick with it long-term. And I find that when I craft my lessons and my units with that big question in mind, inevitably inquiry starts to kind of naturally unravel after that. So I think that would be the most pivotal change I would encourage your listeners to try to take on tomorrow is start with that big question uh, and gather that, that, that diagnostic from your students, gather that prior knowledge to see where they're at and have that determine your next steps in your lesson and unit design. That sounds absolutely awesome. And something that definitely as a social studies teacher, specifically, I teach government most of the day. So looking for questions, um, thinking about questions that we can kind of dive into uh, to totally steal your book name. Um, we, ah. can really, we can totally dive into those questions uh, that, you know, how, how are we addressing this issue as um, a country? How are we addressing like healthcare? How are we looking at immigration and all those things that are like really real for the kids because they're happening right now. Um, so that's, that's definitely an easy takeaway, something we can all plug into our classroom tomorrow for sure. So the next thing that I really like to, um, that I'm excited to uh, hear your opinion on is what are some different ways that we as teachers um, can kind of like balance our crazy, hectic, nutty lives. Um, you are um, an author, you're a speaker, you're a blogger, you're a parent, you're a teacher, you're all of these different things. So what is something that you use to kind of like, um, well, for lack of a better phrase, balance everything out to, to juggle everything? That's a really big question. I love it. Uh, you know, I'll <laughs> give you two answers. I'll give you kind of a big philosophical question or uh, <laughs> uh, vision. And then I'll give you something really nitty gritty. So, you know, uh, as you said, I, I'm very busy, but, you know, in education, we're all busy. Like just That's because right. I'm an author <laughs> and I'm a consultant and I travel more than other teachers doesn't make me any more or less busy than uh, any other educator. Education by its nature, we're just we're doers. Right. And we That's care right. and we're just uh, so busy. And so I think philosophically you know, I really believe in doing what I love and I don't do things I don't love. And I've learned to say no a lot better in the last <laughs> five years than I did 15 years ago. Right. And although from the outside looking into Trevor McKenzie's life, it looks really busy and hectic <laughs> and chaotic. It is all really meaningful. And I mean that so genuinely. I love everything I do. And if I didn't love it, 
uh, it would be a chore. And so I had to learn uh, what that, that list of priorities looks like. And, you know, those top three, four, five things are all things I love. And those are things I don't want to damage. Those are things I don't want to put down because they mean so much to me. So in education, I think we have to truly do what we love and make all of our decisions through that lens. Because when we look through education through that lens, we love our students and we want to do the best for them. And when we are looking at it through that priority, uh, you know, some of that stuff that muddies the waters of education becomes much more clear, you know, in terms of how we prioritize our time and our balance. And, you know, I think wellness is really important. I exercise, I make time uh, just to take care of my body. Right. Uh, And I think a nitty gritty example, uh, you know, beyond the big philosophical, do what you love. It's I I love my PLN. Like I love Twitter and I'm active on Twitter. It invigorates me It inspires me. It challenges me. Uh, you know, I, I was an early blogger and that sounds so 2006. I love blogging. <laughs> uh, I, I blog a lot to this day, but Twitter is like my daily dose of professional inspiration. So, yes. you know, between doing what I love and then finding those constant little morsels of, of you know, what colleagues are doing around the planet to kind of see, you know, what I want to take on and what I want to bring back to my practice and to my students. I think, you know, big picture, I do what I love. Little picture, I get inspired by people in my community uh, and they encourage me to go into my classroom day in and day out to do some new things that are really exciting for my kids. Yes, absolutely. And Twitter, oh my gosh, has literally been transformative for me as an educator. And I I don't use that word very often, uh, but especially when I'm talking about a tool, but holy cow, since I've been on Twitter, I feel like I have grown as a teacher. I feel like I found my voice as a teacher. I feel like I've gained confidence and I've just learned so much. And like you said, it's just, it's, it's so cool to see how teachers all over the world are, are doing learning and, and designing learning for their students. It's just so neat. So neat to see. And Twitter is a, a great place to, to find that. So now moving on to just something fun, something random uh, that you'd like to share. Uh, anything that, that you just absolutely love outside the, the realm of education? Oh, that's a good question. So I'm a parent. Uh, I'm a parent of two lovely young boys, six years old and nine years old. And I find that so many of the decisions I make in my classroom are somehow connected to my boys, right? Like, for sure. I feel like what's good for my students is good for my, my, my children at home. And I found that when, once I started to look at my students a little bit like my kids at home, like very unique, very different. It's funny, you could you could raise two children in exactly the same way, but they're so <laughs> different, right? Yes. And that's the composition of our students. Like, yes. I could teach a groom exactly the same way, but my students all have different needs right. and different demands and different challenges. And so I'm reading this amazing parenting book right now. It's called The Self-Driven Child, The Science and Sense of Giving Your Kids More Control Over Their Lives. Okay. And although it's a parenting book, it really is uh, a book for all educators to read. And, and I get no royalties from endorsing <laughs> this book. Don't worry. But it is amazing. The science around agency, the science yes. around empowering students to take on more of a uh, more control over their lives. You know, right. Not only does it increase engagement, uh, increase achievement, uh, increase attendance, increase it increases well-being. Like right. students who have more control over their lives, they're less stressed, they're less anxious. And they're more likely to say that they're happy. 
And, uh, you know, as a parent, I want that for my children. And as a student, I want that for, or as a teacher, I want that for my students. So I encourage people to look into that book. It's on my bedside table right now. And I'm actually reading it. It's not one of those books that (laughs) gathers dust on my bedside table. Right. The Self-Driven Child. It's amazing. Yes. Okay. I'm definitely putting that on my list because my kids are almost the exact same age as yours. My girls are six and eight. And that's definitely something that I want them to, uh, to instill in them. It's that sense of agency and that self-efficacy and do this kind of stuff. Um, so that's, that's definitely something I will check Amazon for today. Um, so, <laughs> yes. So Trevor, thank you so, so, so much for joining me today on the try this tomorrow podcast. And I am just so happy to have met you honestly through Twitter. So definitely people get on Twitter if you're not there. Um, and I'm just so thankful to, to have you in my PLN and, um, thank you so much for joining us. Bethany, thanks so much. And just to the listeners, find more of my work at trevormckenzie.com. Uh, you'll see other podcasts that I've been a part of, but more specifically, you'll just see a bunch of resources that we push out, we publish for teachers like you to kind of uh, adopt inquiry as your own and empower your students. And I just want to say, Bethany, thanks for having me on. I love you. And I can't wait to connect with you in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. And people, thanks again for joining us um, on the Try This Tomorrow podcast. Definitely check out trevormckenzie.com. You can uh, see all of the the different resources he's got there and also um, check out his two books, And happy teaching.